Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Okay, if you're an empath, you are going to love today's podcast. So here's what I always thought an empath was and why I actually don't agree with the popular definition. We've just kind of taken these words and we've decided what they mean. And then they kind of like go make the rounds on TikTok and Instagram and whatever. And then people think they know what they mean. And I'm just going to tell you my definition of what an empath is, because I think the other one is really disempowering. I think believing that the second that you come in touch with somebody, you're overcome by their emotions is not a very empowering way to think about this. I actually think empathy or being an empath is one of the best superpowers. So if you feel like you're an empath, listen up because I want to make sure that you set really healthy boundaries around being an empath so that you can feel like you actually do have a superpower. So here's my definition of what an empath is. I think an empath is just somebody who feels first before they think. They sense other people's emotions through you know, observing them, seeing what's going on with them, how they might be feeling, the energy in the room. And they feel that before they have to ask any questions. Now, where we can go wrong with this is we can think any emotion that I am around, if I'm an empath, I just like soak it up and I can't help but feel that way. And I just want to offer you this idea that that's maybe not how it happens and that you have way more control than you think you have. I want you to believe that for just a minute because I don't want anything to be out of your control. When you believe it's out of your control, it always is out of your control. Okay, so just believe with me for a second. At least part of my gift as an empath is in my control and I'm going to figure out how to be an empath with really healthy boundaries and it's okay if it's a little messy at first. Just give yourself some permission to change this if being an empath has not always been a great thing for you. So the reason I think a lot of people feel like they're empaths, which some people might actually have kind of just this gift of sensing how people are feeling, but I think for about 80% of people who would call themselves empaths, I think what happened is when you were growing up, knowing how somebody was feeling and changing it became a survival mechanism. So if you were around parents who were like not emotionally stable and you were the one who was required to change things so that they could feel better, you needed to keep them happy. I think if they were, you know, very impulsive, loud, yelling, if things felt dangerous or felt unsafe to you, but you noticed that when they were happy, then you felt okay, then essentially what your survival brain told you was we need to make sure that they are happy so that we can feel safe or so that we are safe that without even thinking those words in your head your brain is always looking for ways to make sure that you're going to survive it's always looking for threats 
to you, to your survival. And so what happens is something that feels like an innate gift is really just you have gotten really good at very quickly discerning how somebody is feeling and then trying to make it make them feel better, trying to make it go away so that you can feel better too, so that you can feel safe. So I don't want you to blame yourself if you are an empath and like this was your childhood. This is a lot of our childhoods. This is really common. I don't want to say it's normal, but it's like really common. Maybe it's more common than you might think. So most of the time when people come to me and they're empaths, that usually is where it came from. Now, I'm going to use the word empath for everybody who just feels like they're an empath. If you feel like you're an empath, all right, there's no test that you can actually take to find out if you're an empath. There's no scientific way to measure it. So guess what? You just get to decide I'm an empath or I'm not an empath. And what I want you to decide if you are an empath and you want to keep that or you feel like that's unavoidable is I'm an empath who has really healthy boundaries with other people. So here's how you would go about setting really healthy boundaries as an empath. So let's say you walk into a room, maybe it's like your friend's house and you notice, you notice that there's some tenseness in the air. You notice that they're stressed, that they're overwhelmed, that something is going on with them and you don't like it. You want to change it. And so your instinct is to also become stressed because you have told yourself whatever somebody else is feeling, I feel that. Now what we want to change about this is we don't want to take on the actual feeling that they're feeling. And so in order to do this, you're going to have to feel stressed for about a minute and process that emotion instead of making it worse. Because for sure what they're doing when they're feeling stressed, your friend, is they're thinking things over and over and over again in their head and it's compounding this feeling of stress in their bodies. And so when you keep telling yourself in their presence when they're stressed, oh my gosh, they're stressed, like we need to solve this, we need to fix it, guess what? You feel more stressed. So you picked up on their stress and then your brain just started running with it and because you know that you're an empath, you probably thought something like, I can't help but feel stressed. Like I feel their stress. And guess what? Your body always takes instructions from your words. And so the second that you tell yourself, I feel stressed because they feel stressed, guess what you feel? Stressed. You are actually completely in charge of all of your emotions, which doesn't mean that they're not going to come up like without asking you permission. They for sure are going to come up, but you get to decide how long they stay there. If you haven't already watched my anxiety and feelings workshop, you need to go watch that. (laughs) There's also some podcasts on processing emotions, but this is just a simple processing of the emotion. The quick way that you do it just for the sake of time in this podcast is you notice the feeling of stress. You don't stress about the stress. You tell the stress, okay, it's totally fine that you showed up. 
I can feel you. You're in my chest, you feel fluttery, or you're in my throat, you feel really tight, or you're in my stomach, you feel like a pit, and you put your hand on that part of your body, and you just tell the stress, it's totally fine that you're here. You call, you surround the stress with kindness and no judgment, just love. I think of it kind of like a little ball that has like a colored gas in it. That's what I think of feelings like, kind of like the one on Harry Potter where Neville gets this thing called a remember, uh, I think it's a remembrance or something like that in the mail and it, the smoke inside of it, it's a little ball and the smoke inside of it turns red when you've forgotten something. I think of feelings like that. They're like little balls, maybe a little more flexible than glass, something surrounding them. But the important thing is that you don't surround that feeling with more stress or more judgment. So your very first job anytime you're experiencing an emotion is to be very kind to yourself and say, of course you're feeling that way. Like, thank you for feeling that way. Thank you for bringing this emotion to me because your emotions actually aren't dangerous. So once we realize, okay, emotions aren't dangerous, I can feel literally any feeling and it's actually not going to kill me, then we don't have to shove it down so much. We can just let it be there. It's going to feel really fluttery. The more attention you give it, the more you tell it it's okay, the bigger it's going to get for just a minute. And then it's going to go away. So that can take as little as 30 seconds if you just keep practicing processing emotions and allowing them to be in your body. And so If you meet with this person and they're feeling stressed, you're allowed to process the stress in your own body and then decide what emotion, since I'm really good at emotions because I'm an empath, what emotion do I want to bring to this situation? This puts you in such a powerful place. You could decide to bring love. You could decide to bring kindness and non-judgment and helpfulness and lightness, like Any heavy emotion for sure could use some lightness. So because you're an empath, that means you're already really good at feelings. So in that moment, remember what it feels like to feel love, to feel light, to feel calm, to feel peace. And maybe just remind yourself of why you feel those things sometimes. If you were my client, what I would really do is I would ask, if you wanted to feel those, what would you have to believe right now about this person? You already made it lighter by telling yourself it's perfectly fine for me to feel stressed. It will also feel lighter if you tell yourself it's perfectly fine for them to feel stressed. Nothing has gone wrong here. There's nothing wrong with them. They're a human, just humaning. They're doing a great job being a human. And I'm just here to help. Or I'm here to love this person. I'm not here to change them. I'm not here to change how they're feeling. I'm just here to love them. I think that's one of the nicest things you can do for somebody when they're feeling bad is just sit with them while they're feeling bad. Because what it tells them is you don't have to change in order for me to love you or accept you. But also, I don't have to feel stressed at the same time that you're feeling stressed. So the title of this podcast is Setting Strong Emotional Boundaries as an Empath. Here's how we set emotional boundaries. We don't let other people decide how we feel. We don't let ourselves be a victim to all the emotions that are constantly swirling around us when we're around other people. That's just incredibly exhausting. It's like being on a roller coaster when you hate roller coasters or you hate like and you don't know where any of the turns are. It's a brand new roller coaster. It's a really intense one. And like we don't know what to anticipate. 
you'd feel really out of control. You'd feel really helpless. But if you knew the roller coaster, if you're like totally fine that we're on a roller coaster, it's not a problem for us to be feeling any of these emotions. It would be a lot easier to be on the roller coaster. I want you to be intentional about when you want to be on the roller coaster and when you don't. Being on the roller coaster is not a bad thing. Being up and down in your emotions is not a bad thing as long as you're choosing intentionally to be that way. Negative feelings are a part of our lives as humans. They're not a mistake that was made by God. We're supposed to be feeling these emotions. There's literally nothing wrong with us. It's going according to plan. Like our lives are meant to be felt, which means that sometimes we're going to be feeling really difficult negative emotions. We don't have to fix them. They're part of our lives. They can actually become this like somewhat sweet experience when we allow ourselves to feel them. When we allow ourselves to feel sadness and depression and fear and sorrow and like all these difficult emotions, even the happy ones are difficult because we just don't know what to do with that kind of energy in our body. What we do is we just sit there and we allow it to buzz and we allow it to do its thing and we just kind of like watch it in awe like whoa my body is like full of so much energy I don't have to shove it down I could cry I could laugh I could get it out somehow but there's nothing wrong with me for having human emotions I completely accept all my human emotions when you do that other people will naturally do that too you just have to set the example and let them do what they're going to do and learn at the pace that they're going to learn. It doesn't matter if it's a kid or a best friend or a parent. Other people's emotions are also not problems. They're supposed to be feeling negative emotions. It's part of their existence. It's a good part of their existence. It makes for a really complete and full and rich life. Every time that I'm experiencing a negative emotion, there's a part of me that's sad. And then I've just surrounded that feeling in like curiosity and excitement and like um, this sense of like, oh, I'm really living like this is what it's like to be a human. And it makes the experience more of a memory rather than a problem. Like, oh my gosh, wow, I'm feeling such intense shame. Like I want to remember what this is like to feel intense shame. It's this like really big feeling in my chest. I can feel it. It feels so heavy and so hard. And what if I just leaned into having that experience of that emotion in my body? You realize when you look at emotions as if they're supposed to be there and you invite them and you welcome them, you really don't have any problems. You realize that you can get through any emotion that life has to offer you. It's incredible. Okay, so if I was an empath, which by the way, I'm not, but I work with so many people who do identify as empaths, like 80% of people that I've polled think that they're empaths. And so I work with a lot of people who are trying to balance the negative emotions in their lives. So rule number one is process emotions. But if I was setting boundaries, when I'm around people, I would just always decide I'm not allowed to mirror their emotion. I'm only allowed to tap to tune in to my ability to create new emotions, helpful emotions. Now this is outside of processing it, right? Okay, so you're going to notice the emotion. Oh my gosh, it's stress. I can feel it coming from them. You let yourself feel it for a second and then you decide on purpose, what do I want to feel now? That's how you set that healthy boundary. You decide, 
okay, if I want to be around this person and they're feeling negative, they're feeling some kind of negative emotion, what do I want to bring to the table? I want to bring peace. I want to bring calm. I want to bring love. You just get to decide any emotion that you want to bring. Certainty, chillness, (laughs) joy, like anything that you want to bring or just like compassion would be fine. It doesn't have to be this big, loud, amazing, happy emotion. Like, what do you want to bring when somebody's sad? Like, maybe you want to bring some compassion. Maybe you want to bring like some heartache that's like a healthy form of heartache so that you could sit with them and feel that too. Okay, make it less about you and more about them. And then you're not having to experience the same emotion that they're experiencing. So that's the rule number one that I would give myself if I was an empath is I'm not allowed to feel the same thing that somebody else is feeling. I'm at least not allowed to continue with that feeling the whole time. The second rule I would set for myself as an empath is I will listen to myself when I need something. Now, this I talk about extensively with my clients. This is most of the work we do is learning how to meet your own needs. Your inner you will tell you what it needs. (laughs) And all you have to do is ask. So when it comes, you know, let's just say your friend is like, oh my gosh, I need you. Come over, come talk to me, or I need to text you. I need to call you. Like I would first check in with myself and say, all right, Nicole, what do you need before you do this? And I would listen. And because I've asked myself this question a lot of times, like the answer comes to me very quickly. You might not have answered, you might not have listened to yourself for a very long time. So if this is the first time that you've actually asked yourself, what do you need? What can I do for you before you go do this for somebody else? It might take like five or 10 minutes, like sitting and waiting and asking yourself this question what could I do for you? How could I serve you? How can I help you before you have to go do this hard thing? It's the, it's the best way to be so nice to yourself and to fill yourself up before you're giving something to somebody else. So if I were to ask myself, like, what do you need right now? Like maybe it would say, I need to go for a walk or I need to do some breathing Or I need to go read a book. I need to go take a shower. I need to take a bath. I need something to eat. You have needs and they need to be met. And when they are met, you are so much better at being able to process emotions because you don't have a ton of emotions of your own that are not processed. That's the other thing about being an empath is sometimes what really is happening when we meet somebody who's feeling like stress or fear or anxiety or frustration or like self-doubt is all that it does is it triggers our own emotions that we have been feeling that we have just shoved down and they're just like literally waiting for a trigger. You're not actually feeling their emotion. You're just feeling your emotion, your version of their emotion. It's not their actual emotion that's like floating over to you and now it's like... (gasps) oh my gosh, it's caught hold of me. It's possessing me. No, it's like, it's your emotion now. You've made it your emotion. But if you have so many unprocessed feelings on your own, then when you go to try to help somebody experience their emotions, what's really happening is you're just putting yourself through all of these emotions. Like, oh my gosh, I know how that feels. And you're thinking about all of your drama and all of your problems. And so if you process your own emotions before you go, 
and you meet your own needs before you go, then their emotion is going to feel a lot less like a problem. That's something I can help you with. As a life coach, we can do that instantly. I'm going to help you learn how to process your emotions. Everybody needs to know how to do this. We just weren't taught that in school. It's not your fault, but it is a a skill that literally every person needs to be able to process their own emotions. Like we have thoughts, we have feelings. They're the most prominent things in our lives. And yet we don't even know what to do with them. So just come talk to me. We will get you taken care of and make sure that you learn quickly how to process emotions. So that's the second thing is ask yourself first what you need. The third thing I would say is offer yourself an escape if it gets to be too much. So as an empath, if you're in the grocery store, if you're at church, if you're with your in-laws and the emotions get to be too much, I want you to tell yourself, I promise you I'm going to keep you safe and I promise you I'm not going to make you be anywhere that you can't handle because the worst thing that you can do for your own self-trust is make yourself do something that you genuinely like don't have the energy to do don't have like the emotional capacity to do so as you're out there and you're helping people and you really do want to like sit with people while they're feeling things and you want to be really helpful the best thing to do is make sure that you know that you're not god and it's not your job to take care of everybody and that you give yourself an opportunity to rest when it becomes too much or else your body is really going to resist being around anybody with emotions. You're going to feel really scared to be around humans and you're going to feel like it's so draining all the time because you're not allowing yourself to not be around people. You're not willing to say no. So just get to set that boundary. The way that you do that with other people, you don't even have to go into the why. You just tell them I'm not available right now, but I could come at this specific day and time. Or I don't have very long to talk, but I could talk for about 10 minutes. And then you just tell them, I love you. You're doing a great job being a human. And if you need more than that, like, let me know and I'll let you know when my next availability is. The most uncomfortable part of setting boundaries with other people is you think that they're thinking something about you and that feels really painful. So this is part you being really kind to yourself and deciding, all right, my needs always come first because I can't pour from an empty cup. It doesn't work. I can't give something that I don't have. If you don't have compassion for yourself, you don't have compassion. You don't know how to be compassionate. I promise you, you think you do, but it's only when you feel like somebody deserves compassion. If you don't feel like you deserve compassion, what you're bringing to the situation is just a lot of judgment. And nobody who's having big emotions needs judgment, okay? Listen to me. You are doing a great job of being a human. You deserve rest. You deserve to feel calm. You deserve to have your needs met. Just because you're a human, you just earned that wonderful right. You're amazing. You're wonderful. You deserve love and kindness. Okay, so that's the third rule that I would set for myself as an empath. I think I'm just going to leave you with these three. I know this was like 23 minutes of amazingness. So I want you to listen to it over and over again and take the gems that you need from it. But being an empath, this is what I'll end with. Being an empath is not a curse. 
being an empath means that you are in touch with your feelings and those are like one of the most important parts of our lives of being humans is having emotions big emotions nothing has gone wrong here you're supposed to be feeling these big emotions and I'm so grateful that you're willing to feel these big emotions the better you get at it the less energy that it will take to be around other people so remember recap you are in charge of how you feel but not how anybody else feels don't allow yourself to feel the exact same emotion for an extended period of time that somebody else is feeling feel it process it and then bring something else to the table set healthy boundaries around how long you're willing to be with somebody and make sure that your own needs are met before you go and try to help somebody with their emotions okay i would love it if you would tell me if this podcast helped more questions that you have about being an empath i'm certain there are tons of questions and if you get them to me on instagram at thought boss coaching then i would be happy to answer them on another podcast episode so i'm so glad you guys were here today and i will talk to you soon bye hey if you're ready to make your mind a safe and peaceful place to be I want you to sign up for a free coaching consultation and together we're going to find out exactly what makes you tick and we'll fill your relationships with yourself with god your business and other people because when you feel good you can do good i know that the world is waiting for the special magic that you have to offer don't make us wait any longer sign up for a one-on-one call with me and become the thought boss of your own life go to thoughtbosscoaching.com or find me on instagram at thoughtbosscoaching.com